we got ourselves into with yeah. the first instance of epic burger snobbery. Oh, it was so worth it. Oh, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of yeah. time and effort went into making those burgers, and who knows, maybe we'll choose a select few to share the recipe with in the coming weeks. Well, you know, we'll, uh, we'll announce how you can win that recipe, because trust me, it's fucking worth it. Whoo, that was a good burger. I mean, seriously, even my vegan friend took a bite of it and was like, yeah. What? Like, yo, br like, bro. 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 Like, his face was just classic. It was great. So, you might be wondering why I am wearing these glasses. She wears her sunglasses at night so she can, so she can. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Either way, the reason why I'm wearing these sunglasses for the cast is I actually did something that I've always wanted to do since I was young and the procedure was announced as I got LASIK. And I did this on Saturday and it's literally worth every single penny. If you are someone that has to wear glasses or contacts, get LASIK because it is fucking worth it. I can see perfectly. I just, you know, I'm not allowed to wear any eye makeup for the next couple of weeks. So, so that's my... really why she's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, because I can see fine and the light doesn't bother me at all, but I'm just vain, so... So if you want your eye surgery, contact Geneco. We Whoa. have convenient payment plans. Actually, believe it or not, if you hit up the Phoenix Gate podcast, I can refer you and you'll get 20% off. Ta-da! And if you can't pay that 20% off, Repo Man. Oh, God, that's so good. I love that movie so, so much. Such a great movie. Repo the Genetic Opera. If you've never seen it, watch it. I mean, hello. It's classic. There's it's the classic. There, it's 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 a it's a blockbuster cast. You have Anthony Stewart Head for those of us fellow nerds out there. Is Giles from Buffy? Amanda. Yep, exactly. Giles from Buffy is in it. Um, Paris Hilton, meh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Paul Servino, who's been an actor for a million and one years, yep. is in it. He's great. Yep. You have the guy from was it? Guar or Slayer? Guar. Guar. The guy from Ogre from Guar is in it. And there's just, oh, and the incomparable Sarah Brightman as Blind Mag. <laughs> oh my god, and her, she sings in the movie. I mean, obviously it's genetic opera, yes. so it is a... Well, the genetic opera is the performance she does every night, that's what they right, call it. Right, exactly, but the thing is, is people don't understand, like, we'll recommend this movie, because we do, it's amazing. Oh, the repo but... is great. It's a musical. So, guys, there's going to be singing along with the horror. So, deal with it. <laughs> and actually, you may have seen Sarah Brightman singing once before because she's the one singing the opera in The Fifth Element. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. now, but yes. enough talking about Repo the Genetic Opera and how truly awesome it is. I, I know mean, you're all. Yeah. I mean, I know you're all waiting for the double mystery epic beer snobbery that we announced earlier. Double blind. Yep, double blind. Now, 
those of you that follow our escapades know a couple of weeks ago I went and I did a Tough Mudder run in PA and the next morning I stopped off at Reading Terminal Market on my way back to the great state of New York. Even though you don't bless the rains. No, I, I bless the rains down in Africa, but not in Queens. No, unfortunately, the nest is located in a rainforest. Ah, ah. Yeah. Um, it's literally always raining here. I mean, and when it isn't raining, uh, it's super windy. Yeah. Super windy. So, so, you know, I don't I don't want Chicago pissing and moaning that they're the windiest <laughs> place. They may be called the Windy City, but that's called you're all full of hot air. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Chicago. I'll be there in two weeks. Yes, you will. Yes, I will. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. But like I said, now it's time for double mystery epic beer snobbery. Yes. Now, as I said, while I was at the Reading Terminal Market, there is a place called Molly Malloy's, and so they are good. a bar, but they are also a growler filling station, and they had a buttload of beers on tap to try. And I selected two to bring back with me in hopes that we could have a double epic beer snobbery. Now, I know what they are, but Jade doesn't know what they are. So this is a surprise to her, too. Yes, it is. So, let's kick it off. I'm going to go with... Now, mind you, they're in these lovely growlers. So, we're going to try our best for that satisfying ah sound. We're going to do our best. We'll do our best. Now, this right here, this is Royal Weiss from the Sly Fox Brewery in Pennsylvania itself. Now, Royal Weiss is a Hefeweizen, which is why I bought it, because it's one of my favorite types of beers. Say that three times, folks. Hefeweizen? Yeah. Hefeweizen, Hefeweizen, Hefeweizen. <laughs> but anyway. Hey. We're going to keep it very mystery, so I'm not even going to even look up the alcohol by volume, but it's a Hefeweizen, so five, six, something around that. Okay. Let's see what we got. Ooh, we, we got, got a little something. bit. Got, got a little, little bit. Ooh, yeah, that smells like a traditional... It's, it's malty, it's weedy, it's got a little bit of a banana note on the nose. But you know what? Smell is only one thing. Taste it's is what's taste. important. It's the taste. I mean, come on. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. So... I know you're not a fan of beer, but you got to try this one. What do you mean I'm not a fan of beer? I love beer. It just depends on the beer. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. I mean, no. it's. I taste the banana. It's an all-day all beer. <laughs> you see, <laughs> you see, I see what, what I you did, did there. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a Hefeweizen is a good social drinking beer. That's definitely something that you and I could have enjoyed during our Memorial Day shenanigans with the beer snobbery. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I was just drinking. What the hell just happened? My thing just went bloop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hopefully, I'm still coming live to you guys because we just had a total I don't know. Yeah, the putties invaded. Yeah, right? Now, yes, Royal Weiss from the Sly Fox Brewery. If you can find it at a store near you or a growler filling station near you, definitely check it out. The screen went black. Guys, let me know if the screen comes back. Are we back? Oh, we're back. We're back. Oh, there you are. Okay, cool. Hi, thank you, Amanda. Hi, Caitlin. We love you. And, Caitlin, you want to tune into this one because we're talking about us. Yes. Now... For the second part of our mystery epic beer snobbery. I love it. I'm not even going to say anything about it. I'm just going to open it. I'm going to taste it. She's going to taste it. And we're going to see what happens. And then I'm going to drink it. And nah, no twist. No. But maybe that could be a sign of what's inside. Ooh, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I can literally smell it before so you, you even hand it. What are you smelling? I smell, I'm smelling cherries. I'm smelling 
And cider. So that would make it a... It would be a cherry cider. It's a cherry pie cider from, from the Key and Stone Brewery. Yeah, you're not getting this back. It's hey! It's mine. Mine. Not happening. I'm, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling a seagull from Nemo. Mine. Mine. No, it's fine. We're good. I'll share a little bit, but oh my god. I'll share a little bit? Mm. Better save me some. Oh. oh. Is that a threat? Are you threatening me? I'll save you a little. Anyway. But yeah, if you can find the I'm cherry pie cider from Key and Stone Brewery. Get it! Get it. it, it it's phenomenal. Uh-oh, I think we lost camera. Camera? I think we lost a camera. Did we lose a camera? I think so. Oh, if well. anybody's watching us on... Twitch. Twitch? I think we may have lost the Twitch feed. Actually, no. no. I think we lost... What beer is that? Um, Caitlin wants to know what beer that is the, that the, I'm not sharing with the you. The one you're not sharing? Mm. Okay, that is the Cherry <laughs> Pie Cider from Key and Stone Brewery. Mm. Oh my god. It's like, um, this is almost as good as those burgers you made. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost as good as those burgers you made. I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah, so we may be having a little bit maybe of technical... You the, maybe you want the cap. Yeah, that works. Um... We may be having a little bit technical difficulty, guys. Just let me know if you can see us, because I don't know if my camera is actually on right now or not. So I'm hoping that it is. We'll see. Yes. And we'll just blame see. the rains down in Africa. Or uh, in Queens. We'll tell Dan to pick it up. Yeah, girl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not have to drive all the way to Reading Terminal Market to get it, but it might be around here. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. There are cons down in PA and Jersey that could be easily gone to... Yeah, well, I mean, there yeah. is one in Philly. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be going to it until next year, but mm, no. I think it already passed. The Greater Philadelphia Comic Con? Yeah. Already passed. It already passed. End of April. All right, so. <coughs> All right, so. Tonight is a, we did, we've been doing a f series for the month of May because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And yes. since it is now the end of May, literally May ends in two days. Yes, yes it does. I, I can't believe that we're already halfway through the year. And... The psycho dog is already starting her shit. Wonderful. Um, anyways, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so, basically, we were supposed to, we decided we were going to do five parts, but honestly, we covered a lot of what we would have covered last week in our three other parts, which you guys can all secure on Podbean, you can see on our Facebook page, our Twitch page, all of that is there. Um, tonight, we are culminating Mental Health Awareness Month with something that hits extremely close to home for me, which is borderline personality disorder. I suffer from it. I have several friends that also suffer from it. Uh, last week, we covered bipolar. Well, not last week, but two weeks ago, we did cover bipolar disorder, which hits very close to home for Josh Phoenix. Yep. So tonight, sit down, buckle up, and you're getting ready to learn about BPD, ladies and gentlemen, because this shit is no fucking joke. No, it is not. Because I have other friends besides my sister from another mister that do, that do suffer from borderline personality disorder. Yeah. It so, is uh, not a fun disease. Being, seeing that it's your personal disorder, I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> All right. Well. What's your disorder? <laughs> see, the thing is about borderline is that it's also been very misdiagnosed over the years. People yes. that have borderline personality disorder are usually misdiagnosed multiple times before they actually get the diagnosis of borderline. I myself was misdiagnosed several times before they finally, a uh, competent therapist sat down, really talked to me, really 
said, got a sense of things and said, okay, you don't suffer from any of that. This is what's wrong with you. I've seen it. I've seen it. So basically, borderline personality disorder is also known as emotionally, un- excuse me, emotionally unstable personality disorder, which ugh, I don't really like that name, but it is what it is. Only because it says emotionally unstable in it. Right, because honestly, a lot it of borderlines, while we do have extreme fluctuations in our emotional state of mind, it's not uncontrollable. No, that's very true. Right. So, it's a long-term pattern of abnormal behavior characterized by unstable relationships with other people, an unstable sense of self, and unstable emotions. There's often dangerous behavior and self-harm associated with this disorder. So, we're talking drug abuse, uh, alcoholism, promiscuity, promiscuity, uh, spending problems because, you know, we could overspend on things that we don't need and then later on regret it and then get upset and then cut, cutting, burning. All the self-harm that you can think of, including suicide, is very prominent with this disorder. And the reasoning behind that, they found, is these are all efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment. Which is our biggest thing. They borderline suffer from an intense feeling of abandonment. Whether it's real or if it's only in their heads, it happens. But they feel they're being abandoned, they don't want to be abandoned, so they... Engage in these relationships with people with people that are maybe not necessarily healthy for them. Yeah, we are very drawn to uh, narcissists. Um, we are extremely drawn to um, abusive relationships because, in our minds, a lot of the times we believe this is what we deserve because of the way we are. So we'll sit there and say, "I'm acting this way, so whatever is happening to me is deserved." Which, in 99% of the time, actually, I would probably say 100% of the time, it isn't. Okay, so when you're, let, let, let's just call it a bad patch. When you're go, personally going through a bad patch, what are you feeling? What feeling is in, your, is in your head? I personally call my bad times, um, you either have what I call a spike or a spiral. Spikes for me, this is all me, guys. I'm not speaking for all borderlines, I'm speaking for myself. Um, When I go through a spike, I don't even realize I'm having the spike. It will actually take someone very close to me who associates with me on an everyday type level to point out I'm not acting myself. And that's usually what will lead to a spiral. Because once the spike gets so bad, all of a sudden I start going into my spiral. And once I'm in the spiral, I go down, I get depressed, I get... Uh, angry, like, because rage is a huge factor with borderline. Um, I get depressed, I get suicidal, I'll get uh, very, very, um, what's the right word I'm looking for here? Is I, I get, uh, devil may care is more the better word. Like, no, I don't, like, you don't not have just. A feeling of emptiness. Oh, that's constant. That's a constant thing with borderline. Yes. That's constant. So when I say devil may care, it means I'll literally walk in front of, walk in the middle of the street and dare a bus to hit me kind of a thing. Or I'll spend money that I know I don't have because I don't give a shit. I don't think of the consequences. I'm not thinking of the future. I'm literally just saying, fuck this. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Meh. And Meh. And, and how are you personally when it comes to maybe new people? What, what do, you, do you find yourself having like issues with trusting new people? Or I don't trust trusting- anyone. That's not true. I trust you. That's different. You took 20 years to trust you, and even then, I've still lost trust in you several times. Yeah, but... It's special. I don't trust 
anyone. I will trust you to an extent. I don't trust you altogether. If I trust you altogether, you'll know it. You'll know it because I will show you that I trust you in certain ways. And then again, that feeling of abandonment that comes in, even if I know you're not going anywhere, I will do insane things to try to keep you there and at the same time try to keep you the fuck away from me. So it's kind of like, oh my god, I fucking hate you, don't leave me. Yeah, that's actually the perfect way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Like, I fucking hate you, I wish you would die, leave me the fuck alone, please don't leave me, I, I can't deal with anything without you, I don't want you to go, and then if you actually leave, fuck you, I don't need you, please call me. That's literally how it is literally what it is every single day. I myself am very proud of this factor. I'm one of the most stable now borderlines you're ever going to meet. I actually, I, my friend Caitlin can uh, attest to this. I'm the one that everybody comes to when they need information about borderline. She, Caitlin, my friend, also says she also is, suffers from BPD. She goes, I call this disorder the Hydra. You can cut down the heads to calm it down, but they always grow back and they're always doubling. It's that's, true. Yeah, that's, that's it's very true. And there's the butter dog. Cállate la boca, pero. No. No. Uh-uh. No. She's going to go crazy now. Um, let me see. Okay, so. Now, they, they do say that borderline, just like a lot of other mental disorders, uh, there is a family history component to it. Um, yes and no, because it's unclear what exactly. Well, no, I'm I'm just saying, they say people with a close family member, there's maybe a higher proclivity of them getting the disorder. Well, I'm I'm fairly positive that my father may suffer from borderline. So, um... Narcissistic tendencies? No, no, he's gotten better. When he was younger, maybe. But I would say that um, my father quite possibly has this disorder, and his is undiagnosed. Um, because but so many. Yeah, it's true. Um, but it's also there's neurological, environmental, and social factors. Because yes. the thing is, is you could have the proclivity for borderline personality disorder, but it takes something to trigger it. See, my brother and my sister, and my half brother and my half sister, do not suffer from this disorder. I'm the only one. So something in my Early childhood, which is when most borderlines will be activated, yes. triggered my disorder. And it's and they say it's uh, the areas of the brain specifically that it, that regulate impulse control and emotional regulation uh, that are is, affected in yes. borderline. You can actually look up brain scans on the internet on Google. Google it if you don't believe me. Our brain scans are literally different than yeah. yours. And mine would be different from other people as exactly. well. Exactly. So a normal brain, certain places are going to light up, and you know, it when exposed to certain stimuli, my brain won't, yeah. or it will to an extent where it's like the wrong thing will trigger it to a point where you're like, what the actual fuck is going on here? Yeah. So let's. See. And then of course frontal lobe. Thank yes. you. And then of course there's the outline factor: your environment, your cultural upbringing, your social. Yeah interactions. Yeah. It's uh right here. It even says it right here. I'm reading I'm reading as we're talking. The underlying mechanism appears to involve the frontolimbic network of neurons in the frontal lobe of the brain. 
because a lot of things have actually and been... And the frontal lobe is where impulse control and stuff yeah. like that is stored. Yeah. Um, this moment of science brought by Professor Josh Phoenix. It's true. But um, it is actually, people for the longest time were just said, oh, it's just your emotions, control them, you can do that, blah, 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 blah. No! No, borderlines can't <laughs> most of the time. No, we can't. So, how do you know if you're a borderline? Number one, you have to be diagnosed by a licensed professional. Number one. Right? Yes. Always, with any disorder, you may think you have something, but until somebody that is a psychiatrist tells you that you have it and this is what they want to do for you, or I wouldn't... even a psychologist can do it, too. Well, yeah. I was diagnosed, believe it or not, by a psychologist before I was well, yes, confirmed by a psychiatrist. Yes. Well, also, psychologists will make the initial diagnosis with that because essentially, for the most part, they have not discovered a useful enough drug therapy for borderline it's more didactic therapy there is better. no drug therapy that will work for borderline i would know i've been on them all yes i know you have yeah so here are some signs and symptoms of borderline we will have a marked disturbed sense of identity which means here for lack of a better word you are looking at yourself in a mirror but you don't see yourself you don't see what other people will see i mean obviously nobody in this life really does but we are to a point where it's like, you could literally be skinny to a point where you can play the xylophone on someone's ribs and you'll think you're fat. But then that's also leaning into maybe a touch of body dysmorphic disorder. But it comes yes. with borderline. Yes, I am. A lot of, like, I'm saying that as an example. Mm -hmm. uh, frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment like and you. having extreme reactions from it. Mm-hmm. Please don't leave me. I'm going to kill myself if you go out the door. It's true. Splitting, which is the biggest thing that I had to learn to control. Splitting is also known as black and white thinking. It's either this or it's not. There is no fucking gray. There's nothing you could tell me any way different. Nothing is going to change my mind once I think either way. I have learned to control this to an extent. I st I'm still working on my gray. I am still working on my gray area, but I, it's better than it was but, 20 yes. years ago. Well, yes. <laughs> so a lot of things are better than they were 20 years ago. Uh, not my age. No. Well, What's my age again. Ah. Uh, disassociation, which yes. is an, a big thing. Like, okay, example. One thing that I have talked about in the past, especially with our jobs. Yes is we are able to remove ourselves from certain situations emotionally and not react. With a borderline, it goes extreme. So something that will affect normal people, I hate to use the word normal, but I'm going to, something that will affect a normal person will not affect me. Or it'll affect me to the point where I break down and can't function. True. So Fact. That also goes with the splitting. Um, unstable or chaotic interpersonal relationships. You will notice with someone that has borderline personality disorder, we do not keep friendships, relationships, even our, our relationship with our family. We don't keep them for very long. Josh is a very, very, very rare exception. Like I said, I've been, I'm one of the rare borderlines that can control themselves and control our certain characteristics. I've known Josh 20 years, practically. And yeah, we've had our ups and downs. But he's still around. Where normally for me, if somebody does something to me, I just turn around and be like, Thanos, snap, bye, you're gone. And I will never let you back in. Ever. It, no. 
it, it, it took a year from our last fallout for us to re- resume contact. It's true. And it took him contacting me. Yeah. Because I was like, nope, fuck you. I'm done. And then we sat down and we had an adult discussion and realized we were both being fuck-ups. True. And we met up at a Shillelagh Law show and it was like, nothing changed. Yep. Within five minutes. It's true. Um, we, I already discussed the uh, impulsivity or impulsive or dangerous behavior, spending, sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, binge eating, uh, intense or uncontrollable emotional reactions that often seem disproportionate to an event or situation. Again, going with the uh, reaction, like, okay, prime example, I'm, say I'm dating someone, right? And they say, hey, um, I'm running a little late. And I flip out. And literally, they're only five minutes late, but I'm literally flipping the fuck out. Full rage, whole thing, because they were five minutes late. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that is with borderline, but I... Bipolar your, no, no, in your case, I could say it's maybe me rubbing off on you, because those who know me know I'm extremely punctual, Ugh. and being five minutes late drives me up the fucking wall. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. But uh, we are also very sensitive to rejection or criticism. Um, so literally, when I cosplay, I'm constantly sitting there going, does this look okay? Am I looking okay? Even though I could look fucking amazing, yes. like apparently I did at East Coast Comic Con. The Jessica Jones? The Jessica Jones, the Black Cat, my Talia debut. Apparently I looked fucking fantastic all weekend. I still was sitting there saying, are you sure? Are you sure? It, are you sure it, I look took, okay? Are you sure? It took me like a half an hour, 45 minutes to convince her that she looked good in the Katana cosplay from Big Apple. Kate says, anything to feel, feel an emotion. Especially when we're in our disassociation yes. phases. Because we are completely blank. Yeah, you just want to feel. Feel anything. Like, that's why a lot of us will cut or burn or do something stupid. I don't anymore, but, you know, why do you think I have all these tattoos, guys? A lot of it's covering a lot of scarring. You know, not proud of it, but what are you going to do? This is the what happens with my disorder. You want to add to it? Um, no, I mean, that you pretty much got most of it. It's just the fact that, unlike a lot of mental disorders, as I said before, borderline is the one where there really is no drug therapy for it. It's no. got to be all didactic talk therapy. To or give group you, therapy. Yeah. But basically talk. Yeah. To sort of give you, a, I guess, a better perspective. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a borderline, so I can't really comment on basically, what goes on in your head when you're getting better. Yeah. Like, basically, it's the way I said when we were doing your bipolar. Mm-hmm. Yours is a software problem. Mine is a hardware problem where my brain literally cannot comprehend things the way yours does. Because it's just not wired that way. Well, most people can't comprehend things the way my brain well, does. Well, such a Sagittarius sometimes. Wow. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying we can't do it so it, it literally comes up to like where emotions like I'm about to talk about our emotions um, we feel emotions with greater ease depth and for a longer period of time so say Josh has a bipolar spike his spike is only going to last at most a day generally speaking right mine say I have a borderline spike or spiral can last up to a week or yeah. more sometimes, depending on how powerful it is. Yes, I mean, generally because I'm a bipolar depressive, mm-hmm. my manics will last about a day, my depressives can span several days. Right, right. So, basically... And if you don't, and if you have more questions, 
Look it up on the Googles, just like right here. The Googles. The Googles. The Googles. With her big happy grin. So, people with BPD are often exceptionally enthusiastic, idealistic, joyful, loving. However, we get overwhelmed by negative emotions, anxiety, depression, guilt, shame, worry, anger, and we'll experience intense grief instead of sadness or shame and humiliation instead of mild embarrassment, rage instead of annoyance, and panic instead of nervousness. So, like I said before, Someone's late by five minutes. I freak the fuck out instead of being like, ah, this fucking guy. Um, this fucking guy over here, like a fucking guy. Somebody says something negative about my cosplay. I immediately, I'm like, oh my god, I, oh my god, oh my god, and hot, and I can't function. Instead of just being like, oh, you okay, know, whatever. Yeah. Well, or it's, it's wouldn't well if somebody co- criticized your cosplay, wouldn't it be, oh my god, oh my god, Josh, stop hitting him? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, Edison, how you doing? What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up? So, um, another thing, if you are just joining us, we are completing our month of May mental health awareness uh, series with borderline personality disorder, which is very personal to me. I do suffer from it. Um, so, another thing that we also feel is we are very sensitive to feelings of rejection, criticism, isolation, and perceived failure. That's a bad one. Yeah. That's a bad one. perceived failure is a biggie for the borderline. It's a big one, and the rejection is even worse. Yes. So it's like that'll make us very, very hard. Um, It'll make it hard for us, say, we have to look for a job, and they say no, then our life is over, you know? Or we're at a job, and we're doing a good job, and we think we are, but our boss isn't satisfied. Bah! You know, like, we just lose it. Um... We also have the worst coping mechanisms. <laughs> They're so bad. Um, we are escapists. <laughs> Oof. We, we literally will do anything we can to escape how we're feeling at this point. Suicided, self-injury, emotional... stupidity. Yeah, emotional isolation, drugs... We are very aware of the intensity of our negative emotional reactions, and we can't regulate them, so we shut down entirely, since being aware of it makes us even crazier. So we just, whoop, I mean, and it's like, the thing is, is also, a lot of thing is with borderlines, we have no warning signs except for what we just described, because when we shut down, your normal people aren't going to be able to perceive that something's wrong, and that will lead to suicide. Actually, it just popped into my mind. A prime example of how the both of us, with our respective disorders, have taken it seriously and really have nullified a lot of our triggers and a lot of our symptoms. Thursday was the perfect example. At the bar. Oh. Yes. Well, I'm going to spill the tea about it real quick. Thursday, we went to support one of our friends. And he got the job, by the way. Did he? He did. Good for him. So every Thursday, join the Phoenix Gate or at least one of us. At Hatfields on Bell Boulevard to support our friend DJ Zach. Yes. So we were there to support DJ Zach. We're all having a couple of drinks. We're having a good time. Speaking of and, drinks. <laughs> and let's, let's say a very controlled substances influenced female came up to us and was like trying to dance with us. And we're, we're just chilling in our little group and we're like, you know, whatever, whatever. It's a the coked li- up bitch. Yeah. So the ladies went to the bathroom in pack formation, as ladies do. 
and one of our other traveling companions decided to go somewhere. I don't, I can't recall where. I don't know where it went. Yeah. So next thing I know, this coked up bitch took my beer out of my hand. Which first of all, those of you that know me, I mean, epic beer snobbery. Touching my beer is a cardinal sin. I can't even do it. Like, I have to hand you the beer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this bitch took my beer away from me. She took a sip and then handed it back to me. And I was like, all right, I guess she's just trying to get free alcohol. I don't know. While, by the time I finished that thought, this bitch had turned around and spit that mouthful of beer all over my brand new shirt. Yep. And where five years ago, I would have had a real internal struggle as whether or not to throw her through a plate glass window for just for the disrespect, because I'll just really quickly, spitting on somebody is one of the most disrespectful things you can do to somebody, in my opinion. Just I agree. why? There's no reason for it. I agree. But regardless, I, I kept it in, I didn't freak out, none of that shit, I kept it in together, and then everybody came back together and asked me why my shirt was wet, and then I told them. And the fact that she didn't chase her down and rip her head off is proof that, you know, she's got her stuff under control. It gets better. Same coked up bitch came back after me and Amanda were in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You explained what happened. And I was wearing my keys on my belt that day. Was that before or after? I think it may have been the I same. Think, I think it was before. It may have been before. I think it was, that's what, then you guys went to the bathroom from there. It's assault, technically. No, you're right. <laughs> um, so basically, um, before me and Amanda decided to go in a pack to the bathroom, uh, we were standing there, and I have my keys on my belt loop like I normally wear them when I'm not yes. carrying a bag. It's an Italian thing. It's an EMS thing. I don't carry my keys on my belt. They're in my pocket. I always have them on my belt. Whatever. Um, either way, she decides she wants to come up, and I guess she was trying to get people on the dance floor to dance with her. But she grabs my keys, and she starts yanking. Now, my keys are on my hip right here, and... I'm in the mi- I have Josh, Amanda, and our other friend, Erica's Prime, right next to me. I'm surrounded by my friends. She's yanking on my keys, and I'm just standing there. Now, you see, the thing is, it's out of my peripherals, because, you know, I, I have peripheral. She's got the peripherals. I do, I do. Um, basically, I see Amanda has this horrified look on her face. Josh looks amused, but also slightly alarmed. And I could not really see uh, Erica's prime because he was standing a little bit outside of my field of vision, but I felt his arm basically kind of tighten up around my waist, like he was getting ready to prevent me from doing something stupid. And I'm standing there, I'm holding my beer, and I got my arms crossed like this. And I'm just, at first I'm looking at the, the girl, I got my resting bitch face on, and... Which is no change. No change. So then I'm literally looking her dead in the eye and she keeps yanking and she starts yanking harder to a point now where she jerked me forward and my beer spilled a little bit and that's when I turned around I said you really don't want to do that again so she did and that's when I very very calmly removed her hand from my keys and said touch me again and I'm going to kill you I believe it. I've seen it before. See, now here's the thing. They thought I was literally not going to say a damn word and just hold off and go Bap! right in the fucking bitch's face. Facts. So, that's a sign that I have learned to control myself because trust me, the rage was there. Oh, I saw it. Oh my god. It. Oh my god. I it was it. like. I can smell it. We're phoenixes. So, when we get mad, we literally are like I'm, heat. I'm starting to we're sweat s- from talking about right? it. Right? Like, yeah, right? Like, I'm, I'm actually sweating and red cheeked right now. 
So we're phoenixes. When we get mad, we get hot. And I mean hot. Like, literally, you can feel, like, you can't feel it because we're on podcast. But I'm sweating right now. Yeah, just look under her eyes. You can see the flush. Ta-da. And but, same thing with me because I'm getting right. talking about it. So, you can imagine how hot I must have been running at that point. And that's probably another reason why me and Amanda decided to fuck off to the bathroom. I thought that me scaring her like that would have kept her away from you and Ericus. But... Apparently not. Apparently not. So, yeah. And then apparently, um... Did she come back again? Oh, yeah. She came back again, and remember, she tried to, you know, grind up on Amanda. That's And right. Amanda was like, no! 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 Don't touch me! Ah! And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just laughing, because at this point, like, I'm going to really kill this bitch. And then that gave yeah. us the idea to do the night at the Roxbury, though. Yes. It did. <laughs> It did. But, yeah. So but that this, was consensual. Right. But this is an example of how I've learned to control it. Because five years ago, I, like, even... She would have killed that bitch. Not even. Two years ago. Three years ago. She would have killed that bitch. He's like, I know exactly what sis is talking about. Good job, sis. So, yeah, Edison has seen it. Yes. Edison has seen it. Edison is, you know, is a McPhee. He's a McPhee. Yeah, Cypher. Yeah, I know. Right. I know, I know so, so, he's seen me go after someone for the dumbest shit. Mm. <laughs> so... But um, this is what I'm saying, where I've learned to control that rage, where it's not hair trigger to a point where I'm just going to haul off and hit you. I may bark at you, or I may at you, but I'm not going to hit you. Where before, there was no bark. It was all bite. Oh, don't tr- trust me. I'll still fucking bite you. But I'm going to control it, because I don't want to go to jail. I'm too old, and my face is too pretty. I'm too pretty for jail. I'm too pretty for jail. My lips are too Work. Mm-mm, sorry, these lips are mine. No, I'm not sharing them. And then again, like anybody would make me a prison bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Your name is Brittany. <laughs> Your name is Brittany, bitch. That's right. Hold my pocket, bitch. Hold my pocket. Hold my pocket. Right? Put that Kool-Aid on your lips. Then I kiss <laughs> you, you orange-flavored motherfucker. I feel like I missed a good story. That's the booze. Hi, Eli! What's up, Eli? Yes, you did miss a good story. Yeah, you did. That's because somebody decided to leave me for Governor's Island. Otherwise, you would have heard that story already. Okay. Yeah, I said it. So we're going to go back to BPD. We're going to ran it back in, even though we went on our tangent with the story. So people of BPD also feel evil. Our listeners love our tangents. They do. You guys really do. Um, BPD, they'll feel euphoria. Mm -hmm. Um, They're also prone to dysphoria. Which is a profound state of unease or dissatisfaction where literally I'll talk to him and be like, there's a disturbance in the force. And he'll be like, no, there isn't. I'm like, no, I'm serious, there is. And he's like, no, honey, we're fine. I'm like, no, no, no something's wrong. Something's and then when it turns out that wrong. nothing's wrong, you're like, oh, okay, I guess you were right. But yeah, but even then I'll find something. You know, like I'll sit there and I'll be like, something's wrong. And then I will literally. This fork is crossed. That's what was wrong. I swear to God. I will. This is how bad my, like, it can get. I will literally go out of my way to find something wrong to validate the fact that I felt like there was something wrong. That's, that's what we do. Um, uh, what else do we do? Uh, we feel fragmented. Uh, we are also, also victims of. We have feelings of victimization. Like, oh my god, the whole world is against me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. Yeah. Thanks for noticing me. Yeah. So basically the thing is also, if these fluctuations in our emotions will cause anxiety. And instead of reacting to anxiety like you, 
or a normal person would, will rage out like the Hulk. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. But, you know, borderlines as well as bipolars, in my personal experience, and your mileage may vary. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you get my message from an amazement? Yes. The, 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 the live cast of the Sailor Moon concert that I told you about. Did we get that message? Yeah, because we were here. I think we were here. Oh, I think I did. Well, On Memorial Day. Yeah. Kate says we wait till the hammer falls and sometimes make it happen. No, you're right. We do. No. We really do. It. But anti-anxiety meds, don't work. in my personal experience, I mean, they don't work for bipolars. Bipolars? I'm sorry. Borderlines. For bipolars, in my experience, it, it, like she just said, made me Hulk rage. Yes. Anti-anxiety med. The mood stabilizer I'm on works perfectly well. And I use other naturopathic elements to balance my moods as well. Yeah, we will neither confirm nor deny said statement. Well, yeah, you know, because I do it too. The St. John's wort, the mugwort, lavender, stuff like that. Indica. <laughs> in some cases. Eclipse, what you doing, buddy? Wait, oh, hell, Prince to Kitty. Prince to Kitty is playing with his uh, ringy ball, jingly ball. I think, and I, think it, I think it went underneath the couch, but I'll get it later. Um, jiggly ball? Jiggly ball! Oh, did y'all talk about Steve? I oh, have no. a video. I'm going to send it to you, show, to you, show Jade. Yes, please show me. Um, Steve? The huh? What about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did not. We did not. Sorry. No. We won't be talking about that on air. Because I don't think the details were released of um, what happened. I know what happened. I know what happened, too. But I don't know but all that's, of that. But that's, the, that's so, not our story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, so what else are we talking about here? Uh, Self-harm, suicide, sense of self. Uh, okay. What else? What do you got? Okay, let's see. Uh, so let's go with the treatments. Well, actually, most people with BPD are able to work if they find appropriate jobs and their condition is not too severe. People with BPD may have be found to have a disability in the workplace if the condition is severe enough that the behaviors of sabotaging relationships, engaging in risky behaviors, or the intense anger prevent the person from functioning in their job role. Mm -hmm. And actually, it just says right here, those borderlines that do seek treatment and stick with it for a little... You have to stick with it. Yeah. Because... Even as compared to those of us that can manage our symptoms with drug therapies and so on and so forth, if we go off our meds, we crash. Borderlines, if they go off their didactic therapy, they crash. And burn. They crash and burn so And bad. burn everybody else around us if yes. they can. Yeah, they, so. they become Seth Rollins. Burn it down. So uh, our sense of self is obviously very askew. Um, we have trouble seeing the clear picture. So, um, and here's the thing is, you could be the hero in someone's story, but the villain in another, but you'll always believe that you're the villain. Just because <laughs> one person believes that you're a villain, that's how sometimes you'll associate yeah. yourself. Even if you're, like, this amazing person. I'm not a villain. I'm just drawn that way. You know, um, we have difficulty knowing what we value, what we believe in, prefer, or even enjoy. Like, something that I'm enjoying today, I may not enjoy in a week, or a month, or even a year. So, it's very quick. The turnaround is super quick with Borderlines. It's, it's insane. Like, um, example. I have periods where I smoke cigarettes. Mm -hmm. 
I hate smoking. I have very bad 9-11 disease and asthma and all sorts of shit that's wrong with my lungs and cancer and all sorts of other crazy things that are going on with my body. Yet, when I go through a spike or a spiral, I'll start smoking again. Why? Because I know it's hurting me and I don't care. That's pretty much that. That's my In, big... Yeah. Red flag, glowing, red flag, red flag. That's my danger, Will Robinson. If I see her smoking a cigarette, I'm like, I'll, I'll be like, what's wrong? Billy! Billy's joined us. Hey, Billy! What's up, Billy? Yes, villains do rule, except when you feel like you're the villain. I Every like time. being the villain. It's easier. Well, yeah. Villains have more fun. Okay, my eyes are starting to hurt. Sunglasses are going back on. Sorry. Lasik! Stunner shades. Hashtag Lasik. stunner shades. Hashtag Abella eyeglasses. Yeah. 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 So, um, Billy is a Painted Black podcast, yes. I believe. Billy so, does the Painted Black podcast. Billy does it. He's also one of our brothers from another mother and cosplay family. Mm-hmm. We'll be seeing him hopefully at Eternal Con because Same we'll thing. be there. Juggy, what's up, bro? Hey, Juggy. What's going on, guys? Everybody, if you are just joining us, we are talking Borderline Personality Disorder as part four of Mental Health Awareness a Month with the Thanks. Phoenix Gate podcast. With our series, The Enemy Within. Thank you. Um, so what else? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, God. Okay. Um, we also, you can see a lot of the things with borderlines. We have very bad, we have no ability to concentrate. It'll be like, ooh, shiny. Yeah. What was I Shiny object syndrome. What? We also disassociate where you'll think we're zoning out when in actuality we're paying attention to everything you say and do. We're just not acknowledging it physically. Till later. Where we freak out. (laughs) <laughs> or you don't think they were paying attention, but they heard everything you just said. Uh-huh. It's true. It's true. So, a lot of people think that BPD and post-traumatic stress disorder, which we did cover. Yes, we did cover PTSD in our first episode. Yes, we did. It may be related in some way. Yes. They say that most borderlines have a history of childhood trauma. It's true. Uh, Less attention has been paid to investigating the casual roles that cognitive brain abnormalities, genetics, neurobiological factors, and environmental factors other than trauma. They haven't really focused. They're like, nope, trauma in the childhood, borderline. Um, They're getting better. Borderline studies are getting better because more and more people are being diagnosed with it. Well, I mean, I would think almost the traumas may actually hold a little more gusto, a little more weight in it because... When you go through a trauma, your brain will release neurochemicals to help you cope. And you cope, and you cope, and you cope, and then you grow up, and you forget about these things that happened to you, and then invariably they're going to pop back up, and you're not going to have that coping mechanism set up anymore because you haven't dealt with said trauma or said incident in X amount of years. Yeah. And then it hits you like a freight train. Yeah. So I am reading here with my research because I'm, I'm on top of this shit. Uh... They did a they did a, a study in the Netherlands where they took 711 pairs of siblings and 561 parents were examined to identify the location of the genetic traits that influence the development of borderline personality disorder. Research collaborators, little I can talk, collaborators found that genetic material on chromosome nine were linked to BPD features. The researchers concluded that genetic factors play a major role in inf- individual differences of borderline personality features. These same researchers had earlier concluded in a previous study that 42% of variation in BPD features was attributable to genetic 
influences where 58% was attributable to environmental. Genes under investigation as of 2012 include the seven repeat polymorphism of the dopamine D4 receptor on chromosome 11, which has been linked to disorganized attachment, whilst the combined effect of the seven repeat polymorphism and the 10 for 10 dopamine transporter gene type has been linked to abnormalities in inhibitory control, both noted in features of BPD. Yes. This is all possibly and, noted in chromosome And with everything five. you just said, it's got problems with your dopamine receptors. For those of you that yep. know, besides the fact that dopamine is great for vasoconstriction and bringing up people's blood pressure, dopamine as its daily, everyday use in our bodies gives us that sort of relaxed sense, that the the sort of feeling. the centered, your centered feeling. Yeah. And if your body's got problems with receiving dopamine and causing that balanced or zen feeling, that, you know, gives a lot of credence to some of the things that borderline personality disorder sufferers go through. It is true, because we've been saying throughout this whole night that yes. there are physical abnormalities to a borderline's brain. And it's affected, our hippocampus is very, is smaller in people that have BPD, as it also is in people that suffer with PTSD. And hippocampus controls impulse control. Right. But unlike PTSD, our amygdala is also smaller, and it's also extremely active. So it's also... Like yes. De, but also a decreased amygdala volume... I can't talk. Amygdala volume? Thank you. Volume? Thank you. Has also been found in people with OCD, which we weren't supposed to talk about last we week. We were. We yeah. One study has found an unusually strong activity in the left amygdalas of people with BPD when they experience and view displays of negative emotions. This unusually strong activity may explain the unusual strength and longevity of our fear, sadness, anger, and shame experienced with our BPD, as well as the heightened sensitivity to displays of these emotions in others. Almost every single borderline I've ever met, or people that have borderline characteristics, are empathic. Every single one of us. So we know, even subconsciously, things that you may not know yourself that you're feeling, we can pick up on it. We will know it. We'll see it. And we'll react to it because we think it's our fault. Um, are you okay? Are you, you? Are you mad at me? Are you no. mad at me? Are you? are you? No, I'm not mad. Are you mad? No, seriously. Are you mad because I'm talking too much? No. Oh, okay. See? Nah. Nah. That, but... Um, also, our prefrontal cortex tends to be less active. So when we recall memories of abandonment, uh, this relative inactivity occurs in the right side. And because it's also in reg given its role in regulating our emotional arousal, the inactivity of the prefrontal cortex might explain the difficulties people with BPD experience in regulating our emotions and our responses to stress. So it's not saying that we have a smaller brain. It just means that parts of it aren't as developed as other people and way more active than even someone who has a fully developed yes. brain. Like the amygdala. Yes. Um, apparently, we also have... Uh, okay. We also have the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis, which regulates the cortisol production, which cortisol is released in response stress to stress. Hormone. Yes! Jinx. Yeah, buddy. I, so, I don't owe you a drink because I brought you one. I know. Two. I brought you two. Actually. I know. So basically, the we also, it tends to be extremely elevated. <laughs> um, it, we experience greater biological stress response. Our fight or flight is extremely active. Uh, it's also... Fight. Always fight. Um, 
We're also, we have a greater vulnerability to irritability because traumatic events increase cortisol production. Higher cortisol means higher sensitivity to stressful events. Uh, we also may be predisposed to those stressful childhood and maturational events where, say, normal as a girl, getting your period for the first time is going I'm to... i to death. Yeah, exactly. Where a normal girl be like, I'm a woman now. Yeah, so this is what we're talking about. I mean, this is all and, physical findings. And all the, all the things that you were saying about cortisol and the influences with cortisol and borderline personality, those who don't know, as I said, cortisol is the stress hormone. Cortisol also causes you to retain excess fat cells, specifically around the abdominal region, which is not going to help with all of your feelings of shame and... And no and, sense of self and yeah. body dysmorphia and all sorts of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all connected. New York telephone. <sighs> Anyways, um, what else? What else? What else? Okay. So there's also neurobiological factors. Again, hardware, software is bipolar. Hardware. I'm literally sitting here telling you that our brains are wired differently, and it's okay because we're just born that way. Thank you, Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, but individual ex differences in a woman's estrogen cycles may also be related to the expression of BPD symptoms in females who by the way get BPD way more often than men a 2003 study found that women's BPD symptoms were predicted by changes in estrogen levels throughout their menstrual cycles and an effect that remained significant when the results were controlled for a genetic general increase in the negative effects so they did a study Women. And they found that ice cream is the cure for BPD in females. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I'm sorry, ice cream and chocolate. Chocolate. There you go. Um, no. So what they did was they took a group of women and they controlled the estrogen levels throughout the entire time. And women who suffered from BPD still had significant reactions, where women that didn't did not. So estrogen plays a factor, ladies. Kate, you know what I'm talking about, because. If I'm getting ready to have the wave of doom, run. Shark week. Run. Run. You know, so they're also, it goes on to tell you about developmental factors. We have talked about the childhood trauma, child abuse, sexual abuse, uh, history of abuse as young children. That's, it's been debated that this is actually one of the factors that will trigger the BPD. Um... Negative neurological patterns, which again, the negative emotions, all that stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, honestly, it just keeps going on and on. These are the same things that we all deal with. The <laughs> Shark Week. That's someone just that's moved the camera, and that would be Misfit. Yep, I yep. will adjust. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I just noticed. You literally, he, he just moved all all of it towards you. Now go that way. More, 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 more. Look good. See what I mean? No, both cameras. Oh, he both moved cameras. both cameras. Oh, my God. Good? Okay, yeah, we're good, we're good. Okay. Fucking cat. Sorry, technical difficulties. Actually, you know what? I think we're simultaneously broadcasting off of one camera. Are we? I think so. Okay. Okay. Whatever. 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 The week of the flow, worst week ever. The wind change will make her cry and want to punch objects. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I'm just like... I hate you. So the cure for BPD in your menstrual state, like I said, is ice cream and chocolate. Well, yeah. I mean, 
or chocolate and ice cream. really good um so here's the other thing most people don't realize that there's actually subsets of borderline yes, yes there's there peanut really peanut stop flexing Ugh. you ain't that bad so apparently now this is something i learned actually in the research about tonight's podcast because i just always thought that i was just your run-in-the-mill borderline mm-hmm. i didn't realize that there are four subsets of borderline that you can be one a combination of more than one or this all This is a four. rare occurrence. Misfit! Hey, oh, hi, buddy. Poop in my armpit. <laughs> I think he understands I'm getting a little distressed by talking about this stuff, even though I'm not showing it. No. So, this is what happens when you have familiars. Anyways, so, um, we basically covered most of the symptoms and signs of borderline, but now we're going to go into the subsets because, I mean, honestly... We've talked about treatment, we've talked about what happens, we've talked about everything that we could about borderline, at least to know that you have it, know what you're dealing with, know the enemy that you're is within. Ha! You uh, see what I did there! I see what you did there! Yeah, buddy. So, basically, while we do have usually things that are associated with our borderline, which is anxiety disorder, depression, all sorts of other things, uh, we have four subsets the discouraged borderline the impulsive borderline the petulant borderline or the self-destructive borderline now again you can be a combination of all of these or none at all or one or whatever so here's the thing the discouraged borderline in many ways will look like a individual who lives with a dependent personality disorder or what is commonly known as codependent They tend to be clingy, we go along with the crowd, walk around feeling somber and somewhat dejected, like meh, meh. Deep inside, however, they're often very angry or disappointed with the actions of those around them. You scratch the surface of that and that anger could explode, but they are more likely to do harm to themselves by self-mutilating or even suicide. So the discouraged borderline if you're again we have the intense fear of abandonment but a discouraged borderline is one that's going to go a step further with that the impulsive borderline it seems to be the first cousin to histrionic personality disorder these individuals tend to be flirtatious captivating elusive and superficial they are highly energetic and seek out thrill after thrill they are easily bored and seem to have a never-ending appetite for attention and excitement As their name implies, they will often act without thinking, getting themselves into all sorts of trouble. Such individuals can be very charismatic, and it's easy to get caught in our spell. Beware, you can be the moth to their flame. Now see, I honestly think that's one of my subsets. I think that I am am impulsive. I would agree with that. You know, because, I mean, look at me. (laughs) And... And extreme humility is part of the disorder, too, apparently. Me, 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 me. If you're diabetic. Oh, thanks, Kate. Thank you. I love you. You know how hard this is for us. He looks like my rumble. I start fights the week before Shark Week, and everything pisses me off. And catnical difficulties. I love that term. I'm using it from now on. Thank you. Okay. Third subset. I said. Third, look, I, I can, I, I'm so smart. you so smart. I'm so smart. I, you is smart, you is impotent. Yeah. So the third subtype is called the petulant borderline. 
He describes them. This is a, a psychiatrist that's, you know, working with this. Unpredictable, irritable, impatient, and complaining, as well as defiant, disgruntled, stubborn, pessimistic, and resentful. They are usually toured between relying upon people and at the same time keeping their distance for fear of disappointment. They facilitate between feelings of unworthiness and anger. And the anger can be quite explosive. Better not get in their line of fire. Like Steve Irwin, like, Crookie's angry! Yeah. So, uh, then the last and final uh, subtype, which I also do believe I have, is the self-destructive borderline. This type is marked by his constant sense of bitterness, which they turn inward. They will often engage in self-destructive behaviors, whether it is conscious or unconscious. Their levels of self-hatred can often reach monumental proportions, leading them into all types of self-destructive behaviors, ranging from poor health care to reckless driving to performing humiliating sexual acts. There's parts of that I don't need to know. I wouldn't tell you. Thanks. I mean, honestly, I think that I am a combination of the, um, what's the, the, the impulsive, definitely the self-destructive, and maybe a little bit petulant. I don't think... I, I could see that. I don't think that I'm discouraged at all. Because um, I'm not codependent um, at all. Honestly, I'm actually very, very, very uh, independent. So, these subsets, even though I'm still... I just learned about them, I will have to go and talk to a mental health care provider to determine it's, if I fall within these parameters. But it is definitely something that I am looking forward to learning about. Because I love learning, so it's it's great. It's absolutely amazing, and I uh, love it. Sounds a little like me. Does, Eli, do you have BPD? Have you ever been diagnosed? I mean, if not, if this, this is for you. Zips, we are talking. This is for you. This is for you. This is our gift to you from the Phoenix Gate podcast. Jits. So, I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, do not self-diagnose yourself. Do not sit here and say, I'm a borderline because you're angry all the time. Because I have a friend of mine that's angry all the time, but he is not a borderline at all. You know, and he, I literally sat there and went through all what the, there are nine characteristics that you have to have for extended periods of time qualify. to qualify as a borderline, a true borderline. So, honestly, guys, if you're feeling some type of way, or you feel like something's happening, or you, any of this, go get... Some help. Yeah. Just go. I mean, what are you doing? I'm playing with my Kindle. Sweet. Well, I, that's that's putting, sweet. Putting e-books on. Yeah, buddy. Um, Josh, do you have anything you want to add? I mean, I'm basically talking myself to death. Yeah, I, I, I think we've sort of covered everything that needs to be covered no. for, you know, our final installment. Yeah. Maybe just a hint of what's to come in the new month. Because yeah. there are big things happening for the Phoenix Gate podcast in the month of June. Yup. We have our own Jay Phoenix going to GoFest in Chicago. Yes. I can't wait. I'm going to get so many. Yes. <laughs> you know, people can't hear me. When I talk, all they hear is Pika Pika. Can't you hear this Pikachu talking? Oh, look at him, Pika Pika. No, Pika 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 Pika. And then I believe the week after that is Eternal Con? Um, I can tell you right now, because I have it out here. So, ta-da, Jade's handy-dandy calendar book! Woo! What, what? Uh, you, you may have to show me these books later. 
Um, so I'm going to Chicago, not this weekend, not the weekend after that, but that. So literally the last three weeks of June, you and I are jam-packed. Yes. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. That is what she said. I'll be in Chicago for GoFest, and then we have um, Eternal Con that weekend after. And then the weekend right after that, we have Heroes and Villains. Yes, we do. And uh, we'll also be in New Jersey at PNC for Shinedown. Yes. We will be at Shinedown. So if you're, if you've got tickets to the Shinedown concert. At PNC Bank Art Center. In New Jersey. On the 28th. Yep. Come and tailgate with the Fate McDade podcast. We'll Hell be yeah. there and we'll be drinking. With beer snobbery, of course. Yes, of course. And some burger snobbery because we'll have a portable grill. Yes. So there will be burger snobbery happening there. And... We will Look be doing... forward to Eternal and Heroes and Villains because there will be new cosplays from the Phoenix Gate podcast. Special. We've been hinting at it. Yeah, we've been hinting at, at some it. of them. Should we tell them? I mean, honestly, it is our. It's June kicks it off. We might as well tell them. No, let, let's leave that one as a secret for the day of. Mm, but we can still tell them what. Well, we won't tell them. Okay, let, we'll give you a no, quick we'll, synopsis. We'll synopsis. Pretty much, no, no, pretty much. This what, what we're just talking about. That is the only way that you are going to win, and you have to win it, win the recipe for the Phoenix Podcast Burger. Mm-hmm. And it also, you will get to choose, because we are doing beer and burger snobbery for the summer. Uh, as long as you can grill, we'll be doing that. So next week, it's my turn. And I'm planning on making these epic, epic burgers. And we'll, we'll, it'll be changing it up every time. Trust me, guys, we're not only, we're going to basically do a type of burger for every walk of life. You did red meat last mm-hmm. week for Memorial Day as yes. a special kickoff. America. Uh, I will be doing fish. I'm not going to say what kind because I'm not giving it away yet, but I will be doing a fish. And then I guess after that you can do like a chicken. Fish. Fish. Pony. Pony. Hip hop. Hip hop. Anonymous. Damn it, you give him all the easy ones. Yeah. Um, I guess we can figure out from there, but I'm yes. the one that's responsible for the next beer and burger snobbery. Yes, so beer are. is underneath. Obviously, Josh's control, but this month, this week's burger will be my problem. It's not a problem. It's awesome. But basically, leading up to Eternal Con, we will do at least one or two more recipes. Yeah, I would say one or two more leading up to Eternal Con. So you'll have a choice of red meat, fish, or chicken type burgers that we can give you the recipe for at Eternal Con. But you have to find us. And the only way, I'm, and I'm not giving away, the only way to find us is one day I will be doing it, the other day he will be doing it, and it'll only be in a cosplay that you've never seen before. Ever. Nope. That's the only thing I'm going to say about it. And we've seen each other's cosplay that have to do with this, and they're going to be pretty fun. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So, guys... June is going to be a pretty, pretty busy month for the Phoenix Gate Podcast. I want everyone uh, who can to come out, love us, give us some love on our Instagram yeah. page. Come chill with us at a con, come chill with us at Shinedown. Right? Give us love on Instagram, on Twitch, on Twitter, on Podbean, on Stitcher, Stitcher Amazon po- uh, Podcast, on, uh, what is it, iHeart, are we on iHeart? Not yet. No, I'm still waiting on that. Um... Anchor, what a god, what else? Are we? We're, we're everywhere, we're everywhere. Guys, follow us, love us, share us. If you know somebody that could possibly benefit from what we've been talking about for the month of May, please share these casts. Yes. Let them know that they are not alone. And as we've done every episode in The Enemy Within, Everyone. we're going to leave you the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number, 
which is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, you will get a person on the line to listen to you, to give you advice, to help you. These numbers are here to help you. All calls are free. They are confidential. They are not going to send you to a psych ward because you're feeling They're not going to call an ambulance on way. you. They may suggest you may need to seek out a psychiatric ER and get some help or an ER. Yeah. But they're not going to force you. Nobody can force you. No one can do that. But if you are feeling like even this won't help you, please call 911 and go to an emergency room. Get help. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do something that will... You know, I mean, if you ever succeed, obviously you're not going to regret it because you're not going to know. But I'm just saying, like, don't do something on that an everybody imp- else will regret for you. Right. Uh, don't do something on an impulse just because you feel some type of way. There are ways to help. And as we have said on every single cast, reach out to us on social media. We're on fucking everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. You want to talk to somebody who will not judge you, who will understand your pain better than us, then... Go ahead, find a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But if you want to talk to a non-judgmental third party that will never, ever, ever make you feel like shit about the way you feel, and you can literally tell us anything you want, reach out to the Phoenix Gate. We will always answer. We will always be there for you. And guys, seriously, get help if you are feeling any type of way. If you feel like any of these casts may have raised some questions about your own mental state of mind or well-being, go talk to someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're here to listen. We're not psychologists, we're not psychiatrists, we're just medics. We cannot diagnose you, but we can help you. Yeah. And we're always here. Always. So One or both of us are always available. On any type of our social media platforms. So, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us through The Enemy Within, our four-part series. It's been very enlightening, and uh, I learned a lot about your disorder. And I learned a lot about yours. And we learned a lot about other people's disorders. Mm-hmm. So, guys. And, and, and I dare say, I think all of us and all of our travelers, we, we've come a little bit closer from this series. We've all talked, we've shared some experiences, we all feel a little closer. Yeah. Like, we can all sit and roast marshmallows and have a grand old time sing Kumbaya. I have the power. Pri- oh, Pride is also this month, too. She's yes, right. Yes. She's right. right. Uh, Josh, don't forget to show me the videos. Yes. Yes. We, she, he will. But, guys, um, we love you. If you... Like us, like us, follow us. Tell your friends. And always reach out if you need help. So on that note, we're going to go now. Mm -hmm. Bye. Adios, amigos. Sayonara and all that lovely shit. Bye, bye, bye. Merry Christmas, bitches.